welcome one and all to the Nerd Within Podcast with your host, Kyle Lewis. Today's topic is for the love of Pokemon. Today, my good friend Clyde will be stopping by to chat about our love for Pokemon and how it's pretty much created our friendship. It continues to be a part of our life to this day. I hope you guys enjoy. Let's do it. Hello. Hello. Hey, uh, welcome to the podcast, man. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so, uh, thanks. Good. So, tell uh, the viewers a little bit about yourself before we jump in. All right. Well, my name's Clyde Thomas. Uh, born here pretty much in North Carolina. Uh, don't live there now, obviously, you know, because of the military and everything. But uh, let's see. Something about me. 29 years old, you know, military veteran. Uh, was in since 2000, yeah, since the beginning of 2010. Uh, got out about a year ago. Well, probably one of the best experiences I ever experienced. And uh, currently going to school now, you know, never too late for that. Uh, and yeah, that's, that's probably a quick snippet of it. Perfect. Uh, so, how are you doing this morning? Not bad. Not bad. Uh, had to get, you know, had to take my car in for car repairs, and that was a journey in and of itself. I was trying to rush, you know, to get done with that to get here in time. That's <laughs> just one of those adult adult things that we have to do constantly. Um, so today our episode is about Pokemon, and I'm just gonna, you know, I'm just gonna go through a bunch of different things, and we're just gonna just chat about something that we that we, you know, freaking love, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, so, so how long uh, have we known each other, and uh, how, do you remember how we first met? I do. Uh, I want to say what since the fourth grade for me. I want to say fourth grade. It's and strange because it would be about twenty. I think it's like twenty years now. <laughs> yeah, twenty years, literally. And uh, it was pretty much through Pokemon cards and everything. Um, because prior to that, I lived in North, uh, Colorado, and Pokemon was really, really popular. You know, mm-hmm. you know, at the at the beginning when it first came out, and in Colorado, it got so big to the point they were banning banning it at school because of just how distracting it was, and, and literally, I'm not even exaggerating. Every kid had some sort of Pokemon cards. Mm-hmm. You know. Even my dad, as cheap as he was, ended up getting us some. <laughs> right. And uh, it, you know, the phenomenon was crazy. So we basically moved from that hype from there to here. And that's when I ran into Kyle over here with his cards. And that's basically how we became friends. And you sold me a book I never paid for to hold the cards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so I bring that up constantly. Um Clyde, uh, he saw this this uh, folder that I had, and I remember what the folder had on it. it had Charizard, Pikachu, and a few others, and I I sold it to him for ten dollars, and I never saw the ten dollars. <laughs> <laughs> never saw it, and he still owes me that to today. Yes, I'll probably give it to him on my deathbed or something. I don't know. I'm just gonna steal it from you. Uh, <laughs> so, so you know, it's funny. Um, uh, when when you were in Colorado doing Pokemon, you know, playing Pokemon and stuff, 
I don't remember when I started. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I don't. So I, I, I think I remember my parents buying me those garbage top cards. Mm. You remember those? I do. <laughs> yeah, and they like they weren't Pokemon cards. They're they're made by Tops, which Tops is a company that were really popular in making baseball and football cards. Yeah. They started making uh Pokemon cards that just had like the Pokemon on, on just just the Pokemon on the front and then just the name. And it was nothing. And I was like, this is some garbage. So I ended up saving like 10 bucks and buying me a uh, like a few packs. And then my brother bought some too. And then fourth grade is when we had this. Uh, I don't remember what who the teacher was. I remember our fifth, fifth grade teacher. But our fourth grade teacher, I don't remember her name. But we always had like free time for like maybe 20 minutes. So like a few of the kids would go into the corner and, and play Pokemon or trade. And then that's mm-hmm. when I died. Um, and that was pretty, that was pretty funny. Um, just thinking about that whole, whole thing. Uh, so it was when in Colorado, that was the first time you heard about the Pokemon franchise. Was it the cards or the TV show? It was the cards at first. I didn't know the show even existed, but it was the cards and me and my brother on the first day of school, uh, got dropped off. Our parents dropped us off. And we were walking to the school so we can get to our classes. And we just saw like kids all over just trading, you know, playing in the little, uh, little, you know, gatherings of them, like all over the schoolyard. And we're like, what the heck are they doing? Like, yeah, there's no one playing on swings or nothing. We're playing football, nothing. And we went to, we went to one kid and he was like, uh, we're like, what are those? He's like, they're Pokemon cards. Do you have any? And we're like, no, you don't know what it is. And that's when he was like, uh, oh, wow, you have to get some. So we went to our classes, and I'm like, dang it, I want some. That's the only thing I could think about. And <laughs> one of my classmates there, he was like, do you have Pokemon cards? I'm like, no, I don't have any yet. I don't know how to get them. And he was like, here, you can have this. And he gave me, it was a Dugong. That was my first Pokemon card that he gave me. <sighs> and me not being that bright at how cards worked back then, she ended up trading that for a ponytail. <laughs> completely, completely ripped the hell off. And I basically, you know, from the cards my dad got me, I, uh, and my, and my mom and dad, mm-hmm. you know, they both got me cards. But I remember um, just using those cards and slowly building a collection mm-hmm. and just being. Like any other kid, little kid, are just obsessed with the fact that it was something that everyone else was playing with. And, you know, I finally got me some of them. And then I found out the show was on. So every Saturday, I watched that show, like, religiously. Yeah, because Saturday, Saturday back, back when we didn't have Netflix and Hulu, Saturday was the cartoon day of the uh, week. Yeah, so if you, missed, if you missed it Saturday, you either had to wait for next Saturday or... Mm-hmm. If it if it magically appeared during the week, which it almost never did, so and if it if it did magically appear in the week, it was like three in the morning. <laughs> yeah, so it was. I don't know. It was definitely a big part of my childhood. Like, obviously, when you get older, you can't put as much time as you used to into your hobbies and everything because, you know, there's life you have to live. Like, mm-hmm. you know. 
when I was younger, every Saturday you could play Pokemon. Then, yep. you know, watch the show. Then after the show, you look at your cars. And after that, you go hang out with your friends and do more Pokemon stuff. Now, <laughs> being older, it's like once in a blue moon, you might pull your cars out and look at them for nostalgia's sake. Mm-hmm. And then uh, well, actual you, video games. If I you play correctly, you can do it all. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, so what um, what's your favorite Pokemon, and what's what's the reasoning behind your behind it being your favorite? I know everyone and grandma says the same thing, but Charmander is my favorite because once it was my it was my first starter on the video games, mm-hmm. and then I got I ended up getting a card from a booster pack and was obsessed with it because the thing turned into it's a fire type, but everyone knows damn well it's a dragon. So. Oh yeah. It's the a, fact it turned into a giant fire breathing huge flying dragon. dragon. <laughs> yeah, that I was just obsessed. I mean, yeah, Blastoise is cool with his water cannons and Venusaur is just, you know, a right. giant tank, but like it's just something <laughs> about something that could fly and shoot fire that is, I liked way better. And then not to mention the episode where Ash first gets Charmander. Mm-hmm. As a kid, that hit me a lot harder than I thought it would because the one that- they had some rough episodes. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, the biggest thing for me was finding out that, you know, oh, man, this guy doesn't want Charmander. He's rejecting him. He's too weak. And mm-hmm. it kind of taught me that, you know, you don't want to be that guy. You don't want to get rid of something because, oh, it's not the best. I don't like it. You know, so like that's probably why I'm so, you know, you know, I love my pets so much. and I take care of them the way I do because. You know, it, those are my pets. It doesn't matter if they have, you know, something wrong with them or yeah, anything like that. Like, one of my cats has PTSD, and she's scared of everything. But we do a lot of work and everything. I mean, she, you know, she's my pet. You know, same yeah. like a Pokemon would be. You don't get rid of it just because it's, you know, has a defect or it's, you know, going through things. I mean, they're just like people. Yeah, and, actually, and I think, uh, I wouldn't say defects, but, like, Things that are different or unique yeah. about different things that give better word. character. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so the reason why I, I I stay away from like you know mentally challenged or defects or whatever is because I think everybody is just unique. Like I have problems with myself, but in my eyes, they're not problems. They're just different. <laughs> Pretty much. Yep. So, like, my pets, you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with them. One might be a little bit kind of a nutcase just because he, uh, we found him, um, we found him in a, well, so, long story short, my, my, my leopard gecko named uh, Odin, we call him Odinsky, but his name's Odin, and uh, we found, we, my friend lost him, Uh, they let him out, and then the person that owned him never went back. So we found him. He was been, he was he was surviving in like the the walls of my friend's house. Mm. Yeah. So like he's pretty much on he was on his own the whole time for six months in, in somebody's uh, walls and we found him and ended up taking him. And he's the most loving little leopard deck on the planet. But anyway, so my favorite uh, Pokemon is Gengar. Um just because he's uh, chunky and he smiles a lot and he's a weird person. <laughs> he's a weird ghost thing. <laughs> and he's dope. Like, I'm going to end up getting a tattoo of him just because he's so cool. 
Um, and of course, my favorite, uh, the reason why is that, but also the song from Lavender Town when playing the, po- the original Pokemon games is so cool, but creepy. And I mm-hmm. think that started my love for like horror stuff. Because <laughs> mm. it just creeps me out. So uh, what's your what's your least favorite Pokemon? Is there is there one? <laughs> is it Ponyta? <laughs> nah, not that one. Let me let me just think. My least favorite Pokemon. That's one thing that no one is no one ever gets asked. <laughs> which yeah, Pokemon? Exactly. Do you That's about? always your favorite. If ever, which one do you dislike the most? Um, man, that is a very tough one. <laughs> if I had to guess. Uh, You know what? He's he's this Pokemon's only my least because I feel like they just dropped him. Yeah, I couldn't figure out giving him evolution. Freaking Shuckle! I mean, the oh, thing has so much potential. The de- defense is crazy, and I, yeah. and I and I get it. I know what I see what they did for the video games. You know, because he's supposed to be a tank mm-hmm. for your team and take the hits and everything. But it's like for the love of all things holy, like do something with him. Like give him an evolution. <laughs> Give him like a cliche mega evolution. Give him something. Like he's, he's just a random Pokemon that has no purpose. Like he could be so much better. He's like a magic card, but he doesn't evolve. Yeah, it's like Tangela. You know, it's like Tangela for the longest time. I just felt like it was like, okay, why is he here? But then but they he, gave him the yeah. evolution Tangrowth, and the thing's massive. Like it's a tank. Mm-hmm. It takes hits. You know, it's meant to you know absorb all the damage. And Shuckle and, is there. Yeah, Shuckle's like, just there. And then people will be like, well, you know what? If you he, he can have the highest defense stat in the game, though, and he can one-hit things. But people don't mention that, yeah, it takes a lot to do that. Mm-hmm. It's almost impossible to pull that off in an actual like in an actual match. Yeah, it'll probably be just easier to get a Pokemon that can kill stuff easily. Yeah, just, there's, more, there's better options in him. I think that's why uh, everyone... A lot of people don't pick Bulbasaur at the beginning of the game. Oh, yeah. I mean, the people that did pick him at the beginning probably had a a better grasp of the game back then because they were like, oh, this uh, – unless they are like, oh, he's, he's cute like everyone else did. Or, yeah. Oh, he's cool looking because most kids back then aren't thinking about stats. They're not yeah. thinking about any of that. They're just thinking about, oh, how cool it is. Mm-hmm. All that good old stat works. So what was your what was your favorite part of watching the series? Like, did you have a favorite episode or a favorite battle? I know I do. I think my favorite was when he was fighting uh, Blaine. Mm-hmm. And it was in the, uh, he was fighting him in a volcano. He was using Magmar and all that. And yeah. It was difficult for Ash because, one, he's never fought anyone, you know, fire type that strong, I believe, up to that point. Mm-hmm. And fire types, you know, they were always represented by Charmander and, you know, things like that, but it wasn't until he got there that you start to see how dangerous fire types could be. Mm-hmm. And it was going to take a lot more than just, uh, you know, Pikachu, use Thundershock again, you know. So I think it was pretty good. That was probably my favorite. Well, you would think you would think by now, like in the show, Pikachu would be like level 3 million mm-hmm. <laughs> because he's been used since day one. Like, you know, if if the show was actually had levels, Pikachu would be the most OP Pokemon on the planet. Pretty much. <laughs> um, 
so in in the show, did you did you like Ash as the main character? I did, um, because I mean, and what people have to understand, which I see a lot of complaints about, mm-hmm. they're like, oh, his character growth is so weird and wonky, and I'm like, but you got to remember each. At the Pokemon seasons grew and the show grew, so did everybody else. Mm-hmm. You know, me, you, everyone. So they can't just have that show be tailored to us for the rest of our lives. Right. That's a big reason why Ash is always going to be 10 years old because there's always a new generation he's going to have to relate to if you want Pokemon to stick around. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, if, that's, if they were st- stuck with the same 90s tropes, who knows? Pokemon might not be around. Very true. So it's like it, ha- it has to constantly grow. I see a lot of people in my generation complaining like, oh man, he should have been grown up by now. They need to do a series if he's older. We need a more serious Pokemon. And I'm like, no. This Pokemon that... is supposed to be for everyone else growing up into that. Your yeah. kids, basically. I think that that's one of the problems with being older um, and like stuff like this is because like our nostalgia is the thing that makes that makes us start become kind of gatekeepers <laughs> yes it does in a way um because you love you love the, the product of old and that they have to continue going and the show has to continue going to kind of be be able to be watched by the younger people while we still maybe watch or play the games and we get older but the show continues to say that they made. Mm-hmm. Um, was there any of your? Was there any favorite characters of the show besides uh, Young Ash? I would say both Brock and Misty. Mm-hmm. When Ash was being too crazy, she always reeled him in. Mm-hmm. But Brock, even though it was a really short period when he battled Ash and. Uh, you saw his home life. Mm-hmm. That was probably my favorite thing with Brock. Because for one, yeah. he had Onyx, which is my favorite rock Pokemon. And uh, the fact that turns into Steelix, it's like, holy crap. But what made it so relatable was the fact that he was an older brother taking care of his family the best he could. Mm-hmm. And he was pretty much like an older brother for Ash, too. Like yeah. Ash, you know, was too ahead of himself. He would basically, you know, he, he, he more or less reel him back in or give him information since he used to be, or he still is, you know, a gym leader himself. So mm-hmm. he would tell, he would give Ash tips and information and even battle himself from time to time, and, you know, cooking for them and everything. So I guess it was like the caretaker role I liked about him the most. It's strange to think I don't. So with with Brock, like Brock was my favorite as well. Um, but like they had all their different um, once and I guess once in the show, like Ash wanted to be the very best there ever was. I don't think he ever made it, <laughs> but I think he won what the championship once, and that was maybe last year, out of what twenty seasons, and. Rock said, if I remember right, he wanted to be like one of the best, uh, like Pokemon, not Pokemon trainers, but wasn't it like breeder, the Pokemon breeder? Mm-hmm. Did he ever? Did he ever become that? 
see, I don't think so. I, I, I don't think so. I think maybe he just, he probably ended up changing, like, kind of changing with the times, but then also realizing that there's more than just being a breeder, I guess. Yeah, because a lot of those people, uh, different people that Ash met along the way, more or less picked up, um, picked up being one, wanting to be the best breeder, um, best uh, Pokemon pageant person, whatever. I, I can't remember the name of it, but uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. That was that was in the I think Johto League, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. No, it wasn't. It wasn't Johto. It was it was Hoenn. Um, because oh, yeah, it was, yeah, it was Owen. Yeah, it was. It was. Pico and all of them. Um, and that was when when Ash burnt that poor girl's bike, set it on fire, <laughs> just like he did. Uh, he did Misty. <laughs> so, uh, what was your favorite Pokemon game? Like, uh, was it was it on GameCube or was it on uh, Advance? Hmm. Pokemon Sapphire is probably my favorite. <clears throat> Uh, Pokemon game for the handheld. And uh, let's see. I think my another one of my favorite was Pokemon Snap, just because, you know, I remember being in Blockbuster. It cost like five bucks to get these pictures, which was ridiculous at the time. Mm-hmm. For, a kid, for a kid, anyways. And right. it was like a huge line of people at Blockbuster wanting to play on this huge freaking machine to take these pictures. And it didn't matter. They were kids. They were grown people. I mean, people of all ages and sizes trying to play on this thing. And uh, I think it was cool just seeing people take pictures and seeing the Pokemon. And the phenomenon was so crazy. Like, it, yeah, it, it was insane. Did you see uh, that they're releasing? They're gonna they're gonna be coming out with another Pokemon Snap game. I did. Yes, and I'm going to get it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, with technology the way it is, I mean, I can see it's, it's going to be a lot easier to do that. Oh, yeah. That was a lot of the limitations back uh, when Pokemon first came out and everything was just all the ideas, all the ideas were there. I mean, there's, mil- there's a crap ton of different interviews you can go look at and see that. It's just at the time that they have the technology to implement it. Right. So a lot of those ideas just kind of stay dormant until they could actually uh, do it the right way. Mm-hmm. So why was your why was your favorite game uh, Pokemon Sapphire? Was there any reason? Yeah, I think the Pokemon just, they were a lot different than the uh, generation before them. Mm-hmm. But like, still kind of similar, but it still had their uniqueness. And I like the whole storyline about having, oh, wow, man, you can go catch Kyogre. And then they had Groudon and Saf and Ruby. Mm-hmm. And a lot of my friends had gotten either or. So it was uh, more or less just trading with them, playing the game together. And I think I liked the music and everything. Like it just, to me, it had everything it basically needed mm-hmm. to keep my attention for a Pokemon game. Yeah. You know, they all did. That one in particular, I put a ton of time into it felt, for me, it felt, uh, th- both of them, because I ended up, I think uh, the first one I got was Ruby um, with uh, uh, Groudon on it. And it felt so different from the the originals and then, of course, Gold and Silver, which, granted, I loved Silver and I loved, um, what was the blue one? Uh, Crystal? Mm-hmm. And I loved those. 
but it felt a completely different playing um, playing Sapphire and Ruby just because of the music. The I felt like the graphics were a little bit cleaner. The Pokemon were bigger than you know. I, I felt I felt they were bigger anyway. Um, the storyline was crazy. The 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 fight between what's it Aqua and uh, the other um, Aqua and Magma. And when Emerald came out, that was that was my favorite Pokemon game because it was it was a mix between both Ruby and Sapphire, and you could you could catch Groudon, Kyogre, and you can catch Rayquaza. Mm-hmm. And I thought the the Rayquaza, the whole thing about trying to get him get to him was nuts. I don't know if you played that, but. To get the going up the tower was like the most stressful thing I've ever done in my life. <laughs> and did you ever play that uh, spot? I did. It was. Oh, I, I would never want to do that again. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy though because uh, a lot of the. Ch- I mean, it's granted. Yeah, we were kids. I mean, compared to now, where you're gonna have bills to pay and stressors to come in your life and. Mm-hmm. To me, I guess having Pokemon and a lot of those things was a way to get away from it. Yeah. I mean, nowadays, you're going to have so many responsibilities. It's going to make being a kid a piece of cake. But just because you're that young and you're a kid doesn't mm-hmm. mean you don't know what stress is. I mean, they have their own stressors like school, you know. Yeah. Friendships are probably the one big thing that, as a kid, was really important because it was how you grew. It was how you discovered things in the world that, mm-hmm. as an adult, isn't too isn't nearly as important because you're dealing with life now and having to take care of kids of your own and mm-hmm. having to deal with okay, how am I going to pay this bill? My car is messed up. What am I going to do to fix it? So it's just, I guess having that as an outlet, even with yeah. the stress I had as a kid, I mean, it helped like a lot. It was definitely, it was definitely really good for us as young, young people to have something to do other than worrying about school, worrying about, you know, like for me, worrying about if I'm going to get bullied or whatever. Um, so having having Pokemon to come that have that waiting for you to get home was, I think, a miracle in a lot of our lives. And then once we got older, we we found we found that in other things, but that feeling is still there. And what, I think once once Pokemon Go came out, it was it, it I think it got fully realized again that we we still are those kids inside. Oh, yeah. Cause, I, mean, I still play it. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not nearly as popular as when it first came out. But oh, yeah. There's still enough people that play that you can recognize when someone's playing it. And I ended up talking to people I would never have expected mm-hmm. when I was playing Pokemon Go. And at least for a while, it brought a lot of people together. A lot closer like, yeah. than anything else I've ever encountered. 
I felt like it brought the world together. It was strange to see um, how how Pokemon could get make almost the whole world unified for just a second. You know, mm-hmm. like I I saw it was crazy because I don't like I don't meet that many people, new people, anyways. And me and my wife went out. So the first time. I was, of course, watching this game, waiting for it to release. And mm-hmm. the day it released, I remember I was at a doctor's appointment, and I was I, I was playing something on my phone. And then we had to go to Walmart, and we were in the Walmart parking lot. And I was like, "Holy crap, it's live!" She was like, "What's live? Oh, you want to go? It's live!" <laughs> and I hit up your brother Sean, and I was like, "Sean, it's live. I'm picking you up right now. We're going hunting." Mm-hmm. <laughs> And we spent, I think that was like maybe at five o'clock in the daytime. And we spent like maybe five hours. We, we drove him back home at around 10 after finding stuff and just looking and feeling like a real Pokemon trainer for once in our lives. And we were freaking adults. <laughs> exactly. I remember that night I actually caught a, a Kadabra and I caught a Gengar that night. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was crazy. I was like, I don't ha- know how this happened. This is my first game. I'm so happy. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, uh, did you, now from the show, did you take anything away from the show that kind of helped you in real life? Hmm. Let's see. What's the cheesiest thing I can think of? Because that's <laughs> literally, literally what those shows are about. For me, it was my how far you go, you know, you're always going to meet new people. Things are going to change. And it's pretty much going to be an adventure and all of that. Mm-hmm. I remember, I, I, you know, but perfect example, being in the military. I basically moved clear across the country on my own. Mm-hmm. And I did have Pokemon, you know, a few Pokemon games downloaded I played on the plane and yeah, you know, after basic training in my actual training, I played uh, Sapphire, and for me, it was just the whole adventure aspect of it. Like, yeah, yeah, it's going to be new, but it's going to be familiar at the same time, mm-hmm. and that's what a lot of it was. Like, I wasn't really in a sheltered life, so moving clear across the country. You know, I knew how to take care of myself. I knew how to do certain things. But there were still a lot of things that I learned that, you know, you could you could be with in your parents' house until you're 40, move out, and I guarantee you, you're still going to find a whole bunch of new stuff that they couldn't teach you. Exactly. And that stuff I'm going to pass on to, you know, my kids. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my youngest, she's probably the, the, most, the one most obsessed with Pokemon right now. And I'll play Pokemon Go with her. Uh, bought her a few Pokemon games, you know, and uh, the toys and the plushes. And she likes, she loves all of them. Like she's constantly playing with them. And I think it's just the adventure aspect and being able to pass down that stuff that you like to seeing them actually like it for yeah. themselves and not because you like it is probably what I took the most from that and what I enjoy the most. Yeah, I, I have a fear when I have a kid and uh, they grow up and they hate Superman. <laughs> that's my biggest fear. But don't worry. 
Um, everyone in my family likes Batman, which oh. <laughs> I don't. I don't hate him, but he's not one of my favorites. But I do like a lot of the things he does. He has a contingency plan for everything. Very true. Exactly. Well, I want to say thank you for coming on to the podcast today. Um, I definitely want to have you back on um, if you're, of course, inclined to do so. <laughs> of course. Um, is any? I want. Is there anything else you want to say before we uh, wrap up? Well, I say to you watching these videos, if you have those Pokemon cards, those Pokemon games you haven't seen in a really long time, you know, like I do, just take those few little minutes to open them and look at them. You'll be surprised the things you were into. and See, you know, it'll bring back a lot of good memories, especially with uh, everything the world's going through right now. You know, just take your mind off it for a little bit. That's definitely true. So uh, where can they find you if they want to look you up? Well, uh, my main thing is my Twitch. It's going to be Haku Haku 1. That's literally all lowercase letters and number one at the end. H-A-K-U-H-A-K-U 1. Yeah, literally. If you type it into Twitch, you'll see my avatar, the blue hair. Um, I also have a Facebook attached to that Twitch. So... I'm, you know, I'm pretty active on the Twitch. Uh, I try to play, you know, a few hours a day just to mm-hmm. keep it keep it new and interesting. And I'm, I'm a variety player, so it's always different games. It's not the same genre. It'll always be something new and different, so everyone gets a chance to watch and see what I play. Definitely fun. I've been on it a few times, so I want to say thank you for coming on, Clyde, and we'll catch you later. All right. All right, man. Have a great day. You too. Be safe. All right. You too. So with that being said, I want to say thank you once again for taking the time out of your day to listen to the Nerd Within podcast with your host, me, Kyle Lewis. If you have any questions or need someone to speak to, feel free to send me an email at k.preston.lewis at gmail.com. So it's k.preston.lewis dot l-e-w-i-s at gmail.com you can also find me on twitter at kyle k-y-l-l-e p-l-e-w-i-s and facebook at k.preston lewis and remember to always be true to yourself and one more thing guys never give up never surrender